Time for Economy Tutor. We're going to get a comprehensive guide to some of the hot economic issues of the past week. Joining us here, our resident economic tutor from Catholic University of Korea, Professor Yang Jun-sup. Professor Yang, hello. Hello. Well, uh, we're going to revisit the uh, sexy, exciting topic of interest (laughs) rates, as uh, you and I have been uh, doing over the past uh, few years of uh, various uh, economic-related segments. So, This time around, uh, pretty dramatic. Uh, Bank of Korea lowering its policy interest rate by uh, 25 basis points uh, to 0.5%. And this is significant because it is unprecedented. It's the lowest in uh, Korean history uh, as we know it in modern Korea. The rate cut is a result of the BOK's revised growth rate uh, for 2020, which is uh, minus 0.2%. That is uh, much lower than their uh, previous estimate of 2.1%, positive 2.1%. But it is also lower than the KDI's estimate. Which was um, 0.2% positive growth. So uh, 25 basis points, um, a a cut here. Um, We're getting um, some positive signs uh, with recent uh, data, like let's say the uh, the April consumer uh, index. uh, But uh, I just got some um, news coming out uh, from the uh, Statistics Korea with. uh, industrial output falling 2.5% in April. So uh, 25 basis points cut justified? Okay, well, uh, I I don't think uh, BOK had a lot of choice because uh, their revision was so bad that if they didn't cut the rate uh, with the revised negative numbers, they wouldn't have seemed serious. Now, as some of the numbers that you mentioned, yeah, the uh, latest number that was just announced today, consumption seems to be coming back because this, uh, we got, uh, we're getting away from social distancing and services consumption is rising, partially because of the uh, distancing being uh, over, more or less, and partially because, well, they all, uh, all received some money from the government. Yeah. Uh, but The crucial number here, I think, is that the uh, industrial production fell, and that's mostly because exports fell. And that's going to be, I think, much more serious in the future uh, because, well, uh, the services industry, there's a lot of people working in it, but as a share of the GDP, the services which are affected, dining, tourism, and uh, those areas, uh, they don't form as big a proportion of the GDP as the export sector. So we're going to see a lot more serious effect on the manufacturing sector and the GDP, which directly measures production rather than consumption. Uh, So uh, I think that's what the uh, BOK is concerned about. Of course, if uh, the uh, coronavirus goes away tomorrow, then, you know, we'll have that recovery. But that does that seems less and less likely at the moment. Uh, I do have serious doubts on whether this 0.25% cut will have a positive effect or visible possible uh, possible effect on the economy. Um, because, well, last few interest rate cuts we had of 0.25%, not only the last cut, but also for the last couple of years when uh, POK cut their rates by 0.25%, it really didn't do that much good. Uh, so I have my doubts on whether it will work this time. And one of the reasons that you cut the rate is to make Korean won a little bit cheaper so that the, uh, there will be more exports. That I don't think will work for the next few months because, well, the demand itself from foreign countries has been cut down because of the coronavirus. Whether the economy 
uh, recovers or not will depend on uh, how fast the uh, coronavirus finishes rather than any depreciation that Korean currency has. Korean currency actually has lost 6.6% of its value already this year compared to December 31st and yesterday. And obviously, uh, we saw a big decline in exports in April and first two day, uh, 20 days of May. So it's not doing much good. And curiously enough, yesterday, the long-term interest actually went up. Hmm. So uh, the uh, market is expecting the interest rates to go up eventually, or uh, the government will... uh, Reach its lower bound, so there's not going to be any more movement going downwards anymore. Exactly. So uh, they're going to have to uh, sell so many bonds that interest rate will be bound to rise. Right. So interesting points here you're making, uh, the 25 Uh, basis points cut, uh, not really doing much in terms of uh, tangible effect, but it does seem like uh, perhaps uh, they were, it's almost a face-saving measure that uh, they have to be seen to be doing something in this uh, recent uh, meeting, and so uh, they had to go on the heels of that uh, very dramatic uh, uh, 0.75% cut uh, movie. The the currency issue is interesting because, as you say, uh, one gets cheaper, Exported goods, also more competitive in the export markets. However, if it's a demand issue when people are not buying, no matter how how, uh, cheap or competitive a product is, it doesn't really help things. But it does also have the deleterious effect to people like you and I, where our purchasing power also goes down, uh, relatively speaking, as well, because the one is cheaper, right? Right. Uh, And the uh, problem right now is that because the United States and Europe had a shutdown and a lockdown, Uh, And a lot of what Korea sells is not only consumption goods, but also intermediate goods that they use for production. Well, if their factories are not running, then they don't have any reason to buy Korean exports. Yeah, and so going back to then the uh, 0.25% percentage cut, uh, I don't think you you don't seem to be quibbling too much with the decision to do so. What you're just saying is that at the end of the day, it's not going to make much of a difference. Uh, Again, on the back of the heels of a three quarters of a percentage cut, then the question would be, and you can explain why this is not feasible, then why didn't the BOK just say, you know what, let's do something more bold again. Let's do another half percentage, uh, 50 basis points cut, or even another 75 percentage. Well, we don't have that many bullets. (laughs) I mean, uh, if you don't want to go to negative levels, then we only basically had three bullets left when we were at 0.75%. BOK thought that it had to do something, uh, but if they lowered too much, and uh, Governor EGR actually said this yesterday, we may be very near the effective lower bound. Uh, That is, if we lower the rate any further, then there may be a very rapid capital outflow because, well, if uh, if foreigners are not earning money in Korean investments, then why should they invest in Korea? If they withdraw the money too quickly, then that could create a whole lot of uh, problems, including, uh, at the worst scenario, a currency crisis. Uh, Actually, Foreigners have been taking their investment out of Korea for most of this year. Uh, Luckily, they have not done it very quickly. And also, uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Korean individual investors are buying the stocks. So it isn't showing up as much as it probably would have in the years past. But still, we are experiencing a capital outflow. So... You cut the rates too low, it, Korea becomes less of a, an attractive market because of its low interest. Why don't I, uh, foreign investors' point of view is why don't I park this into, if rates are all low in, across the board, I'm going to go to a safer haven, right? And so that, that's, that's the pullout. But you're saying as of yet, uh, what we've seen, and when we saw, let's say, 
in better times, and it feels like it's a, a century ago where the U.S. was under more of a, a, a tightening uh, policy uh, that correspondingly the BOK was pressured to, to raise their rates in kind because of those fears, but they have not materialized yet in a big way, uh, largely uh, thanks to other factors, including the, uh, the KEMI, the, the uh, ANT uh, investors. Yeah. And, uh, well, we had a couple of years where Korean rates were actually lower than the uh, American rates, uh, interest rate reversal, but one of the reasons that Korea didn't have that much problem then was Korean won was strengthening. So even if they lost some money uh, from uh, interest, uh, they were gaining value in terms of Korean uh, won strengthening against the dollar. We don't have that anymore this year. What we're going to do is for our listeners, uh, you know, it's early morning, uh, people could be drowsy, but uh, we're going to try to do this uh, economic lecture in a way that's engaging and interesting. But uh, you you mentioned a couple of things. Negative interest rates. uh, You said the U.S. Fed drives that uh, to a negative level. First, uh, what do central banks mean when they're talking about negative interest rates? Okay, well, uh, negative interest rate usually means that the money that they have in the uh, vault of the central bank, uh, instead of giving the banks interest to keep their money in the vault, uh, they're going to now charge the banks to uh, keep the money in the vault. This is a measure to try to uh, get the banks to lend more uh, and the uh, Japan and European Union has already done this. They have been having a negative interest rate on their uh, reserves for quite a few years now. Uh, it doesn't usually, you don't usually have negative interest rate for uh, normal banking, like uh, you and me. We won't get a negative interest rate. So I can't go and say, I'd like 100 million won. They'll say, well, thank you, sir. And they'll add like a couple percentage points on top of that to me, right? Right. right. And the reason is is that, well, uh, when you come to everyday banking, negative interest rate doesn't do any good. If you uh, take the uh, negative interest rate literally for you and me, that means, well, if we put our money in the bank, they'll actually charge us interest. They'll take some of that money away right. for keeping the so money in the bank. So we're de-incentivized to save and right. to spend, and that's what the people want, people to spend into the economy, right? Exactly. So what we'll do is we'll take all that money out and put it in cash. Uh, now, from the, uh, lend- the borrower's point of view, if you borrow any amount of money, you're getting interest. You don't have to pay interest. You're getting interest. So why should you invest? I mean, if you invest in, uh, you're, uh, in a sense, gambling a little bit, and if your investment doesn't work out, you have to pay back the principal. But if you just keep on to the money that you borrowed, you're going to get interest from the bank. So why should you invest in anything? Right. So a lot of economists, there's a lot of controversy over this. There's some people who think that the negative interest rate is effective. There's some people who think that because of the problems I mentioned, negative interest rate is not going to do much good. And right now there's a big controversy. And the negative interest rate that we see in Japan and European Union, uh, they're limited to just the reserves that the banks keep in their central bank's vaults. Uh, and it's a great, it's a actually sort of a grand experiment, see if it works or not. Well- so we, when you're saying grand experiment, we're still in the middle of the experiment and we don't necessarily have a clear empirical sort of overview of what exactly works and doesn't work. What you've seen so far, uh, taking the Japan and EU situation, uh, those uh, places that have engaged in these negative rate experiences, uh, so far, would you say it's a successful experiment or is it a mixed bag or what? It's a mixed bag. Uh, right now, there's uh, initial papers coming out. We have a few years worth of data now, but not too many. 
but right now it seems that it uh, mixed evidence. Uh, the uh, reports that rep- uh, record positive results, uh, they. Uh, they don't seem to be very large positive results. Otherwise, Japan and EU would have recovered from their long-term recession. Uh, so it's very controversial. There are papers which say that the negative uh, interest rate has done some good, but the effect does not seem to be all that large. It just uh, kept the problem from getting worse. Well, uh You mentioned Japan and the EU, and when you think of the three kind of major pillars of of the global economy in terms of monetary policy, you would think of uh, Japan with yen as the currency, the EU, and then, of course, the U.S. and the Federal Reserve. Uh, The the U.S. Fed then, um, with with, uh, Powell in charge, are are they going to intend to go negative? Okay, well, they just said that they're not not thinking about going negative. They're going to use alternate tools. Uh, They're going to use things like uh, quantitative easing. Uh, Operation Twist, uh, that's buying long-term bonds and buying private bonds so that uh, you try to directly intervene in the long-term interest rate market. Uh, You try to intervene directly in the private interest rate because usually what the uh, Fed tries to do is to buy and sell short-term government bonds and affect those interest rates indirectly. But during the global financial crisis, they tried to go into that market's directly through buying private uh, assets and through uh, buying long-term assets. So they're going to try that first. And once you see them going into negative rates, that's probably going to be their Hail Mary pass. So it is then, um, let's say, the Bernanke playbook when Bernanke was in charge uh, during uh, the the aftermath of that financial crisis, uh, uh, trying to to stabilize things, but maybe on steroids and and maybe even kind of increasing the the toolkit uh, to try to do more things. That's exactly what the Fed is doing right now. uh, They're using basically the same playbook that they did in the global financial crisis, but to a much larger extent. Usually we, uh, you know, if we live in a perfect world, uh, the idealistic situation is that uh, these various central banks are independent entities that uh, have their own decisions, uh, what they deem to be uh, in the best interests of those particular economies, like the BOK with EGL and, 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 and in the EU, uh, in, in Jerome Powell's case with the uh, Federal Reserve, it sometimes feels like that independence uh, is a little bit wobbly. Uh, President Donald Trump is not a trained economist. Uh, he does not have any monetary policy expertise uh, that is apparent to, to most people. But uh, he has been quite aggressive in pushing for what he believes to be the best interest rate policy for, for America, which does seem to veer into negative territory, no? Yeah, he did advocate that they should go negative. This is in keeping with his past pattern where he's trying to pressure the Fed into lowering the interest rate as much as possible. And it's becoming almost psychotic. Okay, so you don't uh, agree with that uh, meddling. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't agree. Uh, the whole reason that the Fed was created as an independent entity was that, that they can refuse the president uh, who can uh, okay. who, who made uh, this uh, want to have a lower interest rate just before elections so that uh, he can get more votes. In fact, that's what uh, a lot of people accused President Nixon of doing uh, during 1970s. Now, Part of the reason why President uh, Trump probably wants a lower interest rate is that, well, you have to look at his history. What did he used to do before he became president? Well, he ran real estate. And how did he run his real estate? He borrowed a lot of money. Uh, 
And in fact, uh, he borrowed to a dangerous extent. He issued a lot of junk bonds. Uh, So in his point of view, if he can pay less interest and if you can actually go negative where uh, when he's doing these very dangerous investments and they're going to actually pay him uh, for borrowing the money to do that, well, uh, it will probably be a dream come true for him uh, if he goes back to the real estate market. So projecting his own personal experiences, and he has self-styled himself sort of as the king of debt. Like he prides himself on the idea that he was able to uh, utilize, exploit, maybe even manipulate uh, the system to his own benefit with uh, kind of uh, kind of piling up that uh, pile of debt and uh, essentially avoiding personal bankruptcy by uh, if things got a little too hairy to to declare bankruptcy <laughs> on a lot of his other entities and and continue to start fishing for other means of funding, including then what well, we saw later the murky dealings with uh, Deutsche Bank and and. I mean, you have to remember when he was running the campaign, he was arguing that, well, uh, the United States uh, should be able to default on their debt uh, or to get a better deal from their creditors. And he's also threatening that he's going to uh, default on Chinese, uh, uh, the uh, bonds held by China if uh, China uh, keeps on doing their uh, industrial policy. The problem is, I don't think he realizes that how much the uh, global economy depends on uh, the uh, American government bonds as a solid uh, asset. Uh, so uh, if he destroys that, I think he'll destroy a lot of uh, what makes American dollars Would you say bye-bye uh, AAA rating then? Oh, yeah. Uh, but... He doesn't seem to realize it, or he's using it very strategically. So when you say psychotic, that's more of the rhetoric and and the overt way he's trying to affect. What about just the the, the basic merits of the argument between what Powell is trying to do at the Fed and what Trump is advocating? You still would then say that Powell has got the better idea and clearer picture of where to go, right? Oh, definitely. As I said, there may be an effect from – there may be a positive effect from – be going into negative rates, but it's not. Uh, we're not sure of it, and it's not going to be that large. We know for the most part that quantitative easing, buying private bonds uh, and buying uh, long-term bonds, they did work in 2008. Now, 2008 and coronavirus obviously have a lot of differences, but coronavirus is something very new. Uh, we never had a situation like this before, so at least you should try to uh, use the tools that worked before in a situation like this. Then turning back to Korea uh, for the remainder of our discussion, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about um, the supplemental budgets and, and the various stimulus packages that put forth by uh, various countries. And uh, I was commenting how it seems almost an unfair situation that Korea does not have that unlimited spending power that countries like uh, the U.S. or Japan can, can employ in terms of just spending your way out of the problem and not worry about the debt-to-GDP ratio, uh, which has been said. It, that seems like a similar situation for Korea then as well. Again, taking aside the merits of what people like Trump are, um, are advocating or what Japan and EU is going to, if Korea had that option to go negative uh, in terms of rate policy, that seems like at least something to consider. But uh, BOK is not feasibly able to do so? Is that, is that the situation? Well, I think so, because if you go negative, then uh, there will be a, a lot more chances that we will have that rapid capital outflow with all the problems that could come with it, including, as I mentioned, currency crisis. And uh, it's been mentioned by central banks, not only in Korea, but U.S. and everywhere else. What you really need now is spending. And the central bank cannot force 
people to spend. It cannot force banks to lend. It can only adjust the interest rate so that it gives them an incentive. Uh, but in case of spending, if they reduce the interest rate so that it's cheaper to borrow money and consume, but they're afraid to go out and consume, you're not going to have a rise in consumption. If you, uh, you lower the rates and you change the regulations so that uh, banks will invest or banks will lend more, but the situation is so uncertain that banks do not feel that they will get their money back, uh, then they're not going to lend even if the interest rate uh, gets higher or lower or regulations uh, increase or decrease. Uh, so uh, what you need right now is a definite spending. And the only entity that can do that right now is the government through their fiscal policy. Yeah. And so uh, looking at the situation where the Fed does not look like they're going to be uh, moving upwards anytime soon, it does look like at least for the BOK uh, situation, uh, they pretty much uh, uh, hit their their bottom limit. And that's going to be the uh, reality uh, going forward as it stands right now. Professor Young, as always, a pleasure. Thank you so much for the insights. And we hope you have a good weekend. Thank you.